as a coach, this is what you love to do. You know, you love to be on the field with the players. There's so much that goes on in a million different uh, areas. Um, you know, this is ultimately why you coach. You get to be with the players. You get to get on the field. And more importantly, you get to, you know, build a team. And even though we, we all have the same, you know, wear the same color jersey, you got the paw and all that stuff, it still doesn't make you a team. You know, you have to, you have to uh, earn that and you have to develop that year in and year out. And uh, so, you know, I love this part. I love starting over. I love, uh, you know, the process that you have to go through. And, you know, obviously you, you get results each and every week and certainly at the end of the year. And then you go and you, you process that and you study that uh, to the nth degree. And that's, that's certainly uh, what we've done this year, no different than any other year. And, um, we did a lot of good things last year, and we did some things that just, you know, really frustrating, you know, that really limited, um, you know, a couple more opportunities for us. Uh, so, you know, we spent a lot of time um, on what we call our quality control and our, our, you know, just really studying the good, the bad, the ugly of everything, and then how do we get better? You know, is it personnel? Is it scheme? Is it coaching? Um, you know, whatever, talent. Um, you know, are, are we not? Are we not teaching it the right way? You know, what, what is it? And then, and then you attack those things. And even though you, you know, you've got this information, um, it's still a new team. You're not automatically. You don't get to carry touchdowns over right from last year. And you don't automatically just because you were eighth in the country in defense last year. I don't mean you'd automatically get to start. Okay, we were a great pass defense last year. All right, and so you can't neglect that. All right, we got to create consistency in that. But okay, as we study our defense, we were really, really good defense defensively. But we weren't the type of scoring defense where we were like 32nd scoring defense. Now, why is that? Well, number one, our offense scored a lot of points for the other team. All right, uh, that's a problem. Okay, uh, you know when you got when you're down 14 to nothing and you've given up negative five yards, that's a problem. That's going to affect your scoring defense. For example. Uh, but then also, okay, you're eighth in the country in defense. But then you look and you say, man, we were really bad in red zone defense. Now, first of all, they, they, not many people got to the red zone. Very few people even could get there. But when they did get there, they scored touchdowns. So why is that? How do we attack that? How do we improve from that? What do we learn from that? Uh, and, and, and then the other thing is when they did get to the red zone, it wasn't from a drive. It was from type, some type of explosive play. And then flip side, offensively, you look at it and you go, okay, man, gum. we were about as good as we've been, some of the best teams we've had, 15th in the country in first downs. But yet you're, how come your scoring offense isn't what it needs to be? Well, you look at your red zone scoring. Well, were we 100 and, I mean, we're near the bottom. Well, why is that? Well, because we about led the nation in turnovers, in particular fumbles. Right. So and not only turnovers, where the turnovers happened, they didn't just happen, you know, backed up on the minus three yard line or, or, the, or the plus three yard line or whatever. All you know, it, they happen in the red zone going in to score. And next thing you know, that impacts you. We needed five more points a game to be a top 24 scoring offense in the country. Five points, five points. And so there's so much good, and, and when you really, really look at it from a, the lens that we look at it and the totality of it, man, we did a lot of good things. Um, but uh, the, the bottom line is, is we, we, everything for us offensively from 2023 goes back to turnovers, everything. It's all about the ball. 
And uh, we did a really, really poor job of that. And uh, too many sacks, too many TFLs. Uh, those are things that we got to correct. Uh, quarterback's got to take a next step. Both sides of the ball, we got to get better situational awareness-wise. Those are things we need to improve on. Uh, again, red zone scoring. We, we, we moved the ball 15th in the country in first downs. <laughs> but, you know, you got to finish in the red zone. And it, it was missed kicks, block kicks, turnovers, fumbles, you name it, all across the board. And uh, that, that impacts you greatly. And uh, so it's a very small margin uh, for error, and, uh, but, but all things that we can correct uh, for sure. And then uh, another step in our passing game. And, uh, you know, from, I would say, explosive chemistry, if you will, uh, probably be the word I would say. Um, and some of that is just availability. Some of that is just guys taking the next step, uh, minimizing some of these, these disaster things uh, that we dealt with. But all in all, you know, it's been a good process to go through it. Uh, special teams, when you look at it, uh, no big shocker, our biggest issues were field goal. And we've tried to, uh, you know, you had a young guy that wasn't ready, number one, and, but we've also gone and recruited. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, how that translates. But we feel like we've, we've got an opportunity to get better there. And then the other thing is punt return confidence. You know, you look at Tyler Brown, he averaged almost 15 yards of return, but he lost his confidence, so we had to fire him. And, uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't ready for that. And, you know, it was affecting him in other areas. Uh, we lost Antonio Williams. He's out. You know, we lost Cole Turner. He's another punt returner for us. He's out all year. So all of a sudden, we, we, we kind of lost some confidence in that area. Man, thankful for Hamp Green. He kind of he bailed us out and saved us, you know, down the stretch and just possessing the ball because um, we ended up muffing two kicks. You know, had two turnovers, and those are critical. I mean, that's field position, that's, that affects your scoring, all those things. Um, so, you know, a lot of area for improvement. Another thing, special teams was penalties, too many penalties that we had. And then, uh, you know, as you saw in the game, in the bowl game, we were really fortunate to win that game. You, you, we studied it. If, if, you, if you give up a, a special teams touchdown, you, you, you got like a 31% chance to win. So <laughs> we open up the second half. We got two quarters to play. So it probably, it probably that 31 percent. That's probably based on a, a game, right? So I'd say we probably had about a, you know, whatever, 15 percent chance to win at that point. But we won. It's hard to overcome those things. And the biggest thing there, when you look at the kickoff coverage stuff, is we led the nation in kickoff in kickoff uh, touchbacks. I mean, we were elite, 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 elite. And, and that's a double-edged sword. Sometimes guys, all of a sudden, they, you know, they just take it for granted, right? You know, uh, crying wolf, right? And then all of a sudden the wolf shows up and you ain't ready. And, uh, you know, that's kind of uh, the case in that last game. So you got to just create that mindset and that mentality that you got you to cover every kick like it's coming out with the right technique, you know, the right speed zone, bully zone, hat and hand, everything uh, and how you leverage the football. So a um, lot of stuff that, that we went through that, that I feel really good about uh, as a staff and as a team as we go attack 2024. And um, you know, I love how the guys have worked. They've, they've, been, they've been a very focused group. Um, you know, leadership has been good. Guys have, have been very attentive in our meetings and what we've been trying to do, uh, mat drills, et cetera. Uh, so just ready to get out on the field and, and get started. Uh, from an injury standpoint, um, you know, long-term guys that, that you guys know that, that are, are doing well and, and working their way back. You know, Sherrod Koval is a, is a scholarship player that 
as y'all know, tore his uh, ACL back in November. He's doing great. Uh, he's doing really, really well. He's, I would say, ahead of schedule is what they tell me. So, you know, he'll be he'll be ready to go by the time you know we get to the season. Uh, Jalen Lucas uh, had the right hip surgery in December. Uh, he's doing well, but he'll be he'll be out in the spring. Um, uh, Walker Parks, another guy that that y'all all know, a starter. Uh, he's he's doing really well. Our hope for him is to hopefully get some type of individual <clears throat> start. You know, maybe it might be the latter part of spring or whatever, but to really get him into some maybe some indie type of stuff and, and get him back just moving around from that standpoint. But he's tracking in a good good spot. And then uh, Watson Young, another young scholarship player um, that uh, had had torn his ACL. And uh, so he he's. He uh, hopefully will be ready to go once we get back, we get to the season. Um, uh, long, other long-term, Armand Mason, uh, he's, he's got a stress fracture, so he, he'll be out for spring. Uh, he's a guy that, again, I hate it for him, super excited about um, his opportunity and, you know, uh, got hurt in camp last year. Um, and I really hate that for him. Has battled back from that, and now he's got a little bit of a stress fracture. so. Uh, he'll be out this spring, but but uh, you know should be ready to go by the time we get to the season. Uh, Tyler Brown, you know, had, had the foot surgery. He's doing great. Uh, not ready to go full go yet, but but tracking in a good direction, and we do anticipate him getting some type of work uh, at some point this spring. Same thing with Corey and Gibson. He's the high school mid-year kid that that uh, tore his ACL at the beginning of the season last year in, out in Texas. Uh, he's doing well. We anticipate him getting some. Just some position type stuff, and, and you know, just trending in a good direction. No live work this spring. Jay Haynes, uh, he's coming back from a hamstring, not anything long term, but but he's he'll he should, he'll be back at some point. Uh, Noble Johnson's going to be out. Obviously, y'all know about his situation. Uh, he'll be out for the spring. Uh, Ronan O'Connell is another young man that had some had a little bit of surgery coming out of high school. So he'll be limited uh, as we go through spring ball. We do hope second half of spring that he can get a little bit of work as well. Um, and uh, Brandon Strozier is another guy who had uh, surgery that's back in November that's you know trending in the right direction too. So those guys should all get back at some point. Uh, Vic Burley, uh, Ronan Hannafin, you know a couple of those guys are, are working their way back in as well. Some guys that had some. Some uh, you know surgery at some point either during the season or postseason, but other than that, we'll have uh, most everybody out there and, and uh, ready to go. And and then obviously we had a couple of um, uh, issues within the team, you know, with Kate Hart and, and Noble, two incredibly disappointing uh, situations. But um, you know, two good kids, two two learning opportunities uh, from both of them. Those things. Um, how those things are all handled all is all driven through the processes and procedures that are in place from a university standpoint to kind of really kind of remove yourself from that stuff uh, honestly uh, just like you do from a guy getting hurt you, you just move remove yourself and let doctors and trainers manage that and it's, it's no different when you have a situation like uh, we had but uh, you know Kate made a mistake and he's a great kid and he'll learn from that we'll handle it within the team same thing with Noble um, and uh, both of them, you know, Noble especially, very fortunate uh, that, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't worse than it was. And uh, so it's an opportunity to teach, an opportunity for guys to learn. And, um, you know, again, it's nobody's immune to young people doing dumb things from time to time. You know, it's how you respond to those things. It's how you teach, how you grow from it. 
and that's we'll use it as such. Uh, with that, I'll take whatever questions you got. Is Noble suspended, or does that end? No, he's not suspended. No, no. He'll, we'll, internal. It's internal. He's not suspended. Dabo, the way you guys finished up last year, how much did that infuse this winter's workouts and what what you're going to see out there in the spring? Yeah, I think it's it's really, um, and honestly, it's tied into what we just talked about from a quality control standpoint. You know, the first eight games we were sixty something percent in red zone scoring, and we were four and four. The last five games we were five and zero, oh, we were almost ninety percent. You know, you take you take that we took a knee against um, South Carolina and. Um, Somebody else might have been North Carolina or whatever. You take those, you know, you take the, throw those out. Um, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing. And we won the turnover margin in those five games. And so I think that's created a lot of confidence, you know, with this group. You know, they see what they're capable of doing. And um, so it's, it's certainly some wind in their sails, an opportunity to to build on it. And I think they've they've used it that way. I mean, you still got to start over and. Um, but there's good leadership. You know, this is a team that's got good leadership. They, they're, they're. I was just telling Ross coming down here. So it's a very. Um, I mean, I've stood in front of a lot of teams. This is a very attentive group. That's, that's a word I would use. And they're just, they're just, they're very attentive, and um, I like that about them. And I think they're intentional um, in what they want to do. And and um, you know, if their commitment matches up. Then uh, they'll have a chance to be a good team, but we got a lot of work to do, man. Long way to go, and um, you know. But I think uh, from how they worked, and it's one of the longer off seasons we've had too, because uh, we finished a little little earlier than uh, we we normally do, um, or certainly the year before. So um, I think we're in a good spot, and everybody's just eager to get out there and go. We got 15 days, and you know the goal this spring is. Uh, to you know, install what you what you want to get installed from a schematic standpoint. Um, but you know, it's it's more how you do it and why you do it as opposed to what we're doing. I mean, that's the big part of spring ball. This is time to experiment. This is when you really, you know, when you look at when you look at our breakdowns from last year, it's fundamental stuff. I mean, it's back to the basics. It's fundamentals. It's your eyes. It's it's technique, uh, so you know we, we we'll spend a lot of time this spring kind of trying to really really reinforce uh, the details of what we do. We'll certainly get all of the installation, but but you know how we do it and why we do it that way. How do you anticipate um, early enrollees factoring in in spring practice? Anybody you're particularly excited to see out yeah. there? Yeah, I'm excited to see all of them, you know, because it's the first time for me to see them. So I, I wouldn't really want to call anybody out, you know, from a football standpoint. But I can just tell you from uh, what they've done in the weight room and watching them through mat drills, and they it's a mentally tough group. I mean, that that's, that's one of the things I told the seniors in our senior meeting today is, Really impressed with this young group. They've got they've got a, mind, a a mentality that's hard to coach. It's hard to teach that. And at the end of the day, to win at the highest level in anything, you got to have a certain mindset. And you know that they the, I have seen that from the group. I haven't seen anybody cave. I haven't seen anybody hit the wall. I've, I've seen and, and that's a that's a real credit to our staff and the recruiting. Because, you know, you try really hard to recruit that. You know, we're not always perfect, but I really like these last couple of, you know, two or three groups that we've signed. I think, I think we got, I think we got, 
you know, the ingredients. And uh, so we're excited about it. I've seen some, some good effort and guys that have caught my eyes, you know, again, whether it be what they're doing in the weight room, uh, just how they handle themselves, how they worked in mat drills. Uh, but now we got to get into the football side of it. So we got, what, 16 of them here. So, you know, majority of our teams here, we got about seven guys that will show up in the summer. So we've got a great opportunity to really, you know, set a foundation for our team and not just create some depth but and not just functional depth but elite depth i think we've got the ability to have a lot of competition at every single position and and hopefully with that we'll create the type of elite depth that we need to to have the type of season we want to have kicker obviously you don't have an incumbent are you excited about watching those two just kind of battle head to head and what is the plan just give them equal reps and let them go at it yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing about kicking, it, it ain't much, there ain't much sub- subjectivity to it, right? I mean, either it goes through the pipes or it doesn't. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty easy thing to evaluate. Um, now, you know, obviously, you got, you got, there's more. To, there's, it, you got a snap, you got a hold. There's a, there's a, there's an operation. You got protection and all those things. But as long as all those things are the way they need to be, it's not a hard thing to evaluate. Um, is the ball up? You know, what kind of consistency, all those things. So we actually started that process at, at the bowl. We were really fortunate because we had several uh, several of these mid-years were able to come, and Nolan was one of them. And, man, he, he, he was impressive. Um, so, and I'm excited for Robert. I mean, Robert is, I mean, this guy's unbelievably talented. You know, we've seen a lot of freshmen that have struggled um, and, you know, that's one of the reasons we made the move that we did because, man, I just – I didn't want to just lose him, you know. Um, and so he, he just wasn't ready. Uh, he just wasn't. And, you know, hopefully he's going to be – have a little reset and get out there and go compete his butt off. Certainly can kick it in the stands. I mean, he can bomb it. So uh, I don't, I, he's off to a good start there. But but he wants to he wants to be the field goal kicker. So he's got his opportunity. And – and Nolan's here, and it'll be it'll be those two guys will battle it out, and we'll see what happens. What does the next step for Cade look like? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing when you really study him is uh, he did a great job with the interception part of his game. You know, he had what eight interceptions, and only four really were him. You know, so uh, he 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 did a nice job there, and did a great job up until Chapel uh, stepped in. Uh, he finished with eight in the year. Eight in the year, and uh, but but only four on him. So I, that part of his game, I, I'm really pleased with. Um, the, the the biggest thing is just, you know, too many disasters, as we call like disasters or sacks and tackles for loss, uh, um, you know, and turnovers. You know, he had he had what, which, man, we had a million fumbles, and I think he had at least four fumbles. So four fumbles, four inter- four that you know interceptions. We'll we'll live with that. He throws four interceptions next year. Hey, sign me up for that. All right, I'm be I'm be a happy guy. All right. Uh, so we need to clean up some of the other stuff. But the the fumbles, uh, it, it, the he, he took. I think he took uh, of our 20, 20, 29 sacks. I believe is what we ended up with. Uh, eight were on him. You know he had way too many tackles for loss. Uh, these are so so that lead. So what that speaks to is just pocket presence pocket awareness just another step in that that's where he's got to get better uh that's a, a big and he will uh he he's he's these are all things that he's very self-aware about but to answer your question that's just the bottom line he's got to take care of the ball better he's got to grow in his pocket awareness he's got to grow in his situational awareness you know there's a couple situational things that we did that you just 
you just, boy, um, some we got away with, some we didn't. And uh, so, you know, this, this, but this is a first-year starter. This is a first-year starter, young player. And, and how he, and I, what I love, which you saw the epitome of Cade Klubnick and how he finished the season. He never wilted. He, he you know, he, he showed a ton of resilience, a ton of leadership, and a ton of mental toughness. And when you got a big dose of those things to go with talent and commitment, um, you got a chance, you know. And that's one thing I, I was just telling the team, you know, that, that really your teammates and coaches want to see. They want to see the commitment be greater than the talent. Right. Sometimes you got guys that their talent's greater than the commitment. Right. And, you know, it'll get them so far. Um, but I want a guy and that's 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 who he is. He's his commitment. Whatever, he's very, very talented. But his commitment is even greater than that. And that that drives everything with him. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big believer in Cade Klubnik. Um, I'm a big believer. And uh, I love everything about that kid. And he's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger. Uh, you know, some of those fumbles were just just he's not he's not strong enough. He's got to have a little more collision. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Girth, maybe. I don't know. A little collision uh, sustainability, you know, where that ball doesn't get popped out, you know. And uh, so some of the basic fundamentals that he's that he's got to work on. But. You know that's it, and those are all things he can do do stuff about. And then, and then I think you know we've got to again create that explosive chemistry. And you know, you show up here last spring, we had like one scholarship receiver out there. Literally, I think it was one last spring. And so, um, and then you get into camp, you go all through camp, and two of your best guys are they're not there. So now the plus side of that is I think we were able to develop some guys last year that it's really going to pay off for us this year. You know, all of a sudden, boom, here's Tyler Brown, right? Uh, Stilato was able to finally, even though he hadn't had a spring, he hadn't had a, he hadn't had a uh, summer, he was, he didn't, he's out of camp, all of camp. He got cleared Tuesday of the Duke game. <laughs> That's when he said, all right, you can play. And so at least he had a chance to play some and make some plays. And so, you know, hopefully that'll grow from that. I think, I think we all, we all know what Adam Randall can do, and he's had to battle through some things. And man, I really saw him kind of gain his confidence and kind of, kind of figure out who he is. You know, kind of like you've seen with Maffa. Like Maffa knows who he is now. I think Adam Randall's kind of figured out who he is, and and he's got that confidence to go with it. And so, I, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, I really am. But but that explosive chemistry that you have to have, and it doesn't just you don't just flip a switch and have that. It takes a million reps. And uh, so the availability of guys, I think, is going to be a real plus. And, um, you know, everybody's here. we got one more coming this summer, uh, and TJ, that we're excited about, getting him here as well. And, you know, love, love, our, love our skill group, love our tight ends. I think Brenny is coming off a uh, – man, he's coming off a great year. Brenny's got a chance to leave here with a bunch of records. And, uh, you know, he's shown what he can do. And then we, we love the depth that we have behind him. So – a lot of things to, to, to work on. I mean, you know, from a team standpoint, it's, it's all about center. You know, what are we going to do at center? Uh, we're going to have a battle there. We, it's been a while since we've had seven offensive linemen back that have started for us and won games for us. It's been a while. So to have, you know, seven guys that have lined up and won games for us, that's where it starts. And then you got Lenthicum in there that's eight. He's going to be a guy that's going to have a chance to go compete to be the starter. Um, 
And then you throw in a couple of those red shirts and Ian Reed and Big Zach, Big Flapjack, you know, excited about that. Dietrich, can we get can can Matt get him to take can we can we get him, you know, if we could just ever get that kid to to get his commitment greater than the talent. Uh, that's kind of he's his talent is greater than the commitment. That's kind of where it's been with him. And if and if if we can get that changed, then that kid can help us. And then you got uh, you know a couple, couple of these young guys and Elijah Thurman that's here right now who's really flashed and you see his athleticism. Uh, Mason Wade, same thing. Um, you know, so we got some we got some pieces that 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 we really like. Um, and so it'll it'll be all about center and the competition there. And then we know what Brenny can do. Who who who's how does that other group emerge? We know what Moffa can do. All right, let's see, man. Let's see Jarvis and Jay and. And Adams and and uh, Easy Yoma May. Uh, let's see see what all them guys can do this spring. It's gonna be fun. I was gonna ask about the center. Who are the other guys that you're gonna see besides Ryan competing there? Yeah, you'll see you'll see Ryan and Harris and Trent will will primarily compete right out of the gate. We'll see how it all shakes out. You know, Elijah Thurman is a guy that you know obviously Watson Young we think has really good and long term potential as a center for us, but he's out. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll get him back at some point. But Elijah Thurman, um, those of you who followed him a little bit in recruiting, you know, you know this kid, this kid, he played left tackle. I mean, he's, he's a little bigger than Jay Mack. Uh, and he's got that type of athleticism and strength that can play left tackle. But he's powerful to play guard. Uh, but he's also played center. Like, you have verifiable film. You know, and so he's kind of a wild card in there. We'll see how it all plays out, but but um, I think uh, that's where it'll start for sure. Ryan and Ryan and Trent and Harris will they'll all get opportunities to compete, and we'll go from there. I guess in defense of that, we know T.J. Parker obviously coming back, but who are some of the other guys you hope emerge at that spot? Yeah, well, we've, we're really fortunate. We're really blessed with some guys that have good, a lot of experience, and uh, so Peter Woods is the guy that that gives us a. He's kind of the the wild card, if you will. He gives us a lot of flexibility. So um, you know, you'll see Peter and T.J. out there at end, kind of kind of starting out, <clears throat> and. Uh, because we feel great about our interior guys in, in Peyton Page. Peyton's at a funeral. Y'all won't see him today, by the way. His grandfather passed away. <clears throat> Eric's dad, his dad's dad. So he, he's, uh, he's gone for, for that for, for through the weekend. But Peyton Page, uh, Trey Williams, Kay Part, uh, Steph Island. You know, we got a couple of young ones coming in here that we're really excited about. Uh, we, we just got a, we've got a, we got a deep group right there. Uh, and so, we're actually taking Peter and Caden's story, are two guys that we've we've moved in, and Kay, you, you Peter will continue to to play both, especially in like past situations and things like that, and and you'll see that through the rest of his career. You know, he'll be a guy that will be dynamic and uh, move him around. But uh, that's where it starts. Really excited about Hoffler, AJ Hoffler. I mean, he he really developed uh, last year, and you know he's. He's a natural pass rusher and still kind of putting some of the other stuff together. Uh, Jaheim Lawson, uh, we got, um, 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 I told you about Armand, he's out. I'm really disappointed in that because Armand can help us. He would have helped us this year. Uh, so I hate we don't have him. So we've got a little group. We've got a couple of young guys in here. Uh, Kasai's here, we'll see what he's doing. Um, Darian will be here this summer. He's one of the, the guys that isn't here yet. 
uh, you know, we, obviously Denhoff, this kid's played a ton of football for us and got a lot of experience this year. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Rump's gonna gonna be great for those guys. Uh, it's already been a really good um, transition there, and and then uh, you know we'll see if Zaire uh, can take a step or not. But you know we like the group, especially with the addition. We felt like in our recruiting, we addressed our recruiting within our room. And uh, there was nobody out there that we felt like could come in here and, and, and beat out Peter Woods. Uh, so, you know, we, we roll with what we got. And, and I do think Caden Story is a guy that will probably be an intriguing guy as we go through the spring. He looks great. He's athletic. Uh, he's about 260. And uh, he's got his body in a good spot. So I'm excited about the group. How does Peter, like, obviously the last time we kind of saw this was with, with Christian. How does his situation kind of, is it similar to what Christian, how are they similar or how are they different? Uh, similar in that they're both dynamic, but Peter's fat. He might be the fastest D-lineman we have. I mean, not that Christian's slow, God forbid. Uh, Christian, you're fast. Uh, he watches this. I'll be getting a text message from him, but uh, Peter can fly. I mean, he, he's freaky. He's stronger. Uh, he's just a, he's a, he's a freaky dude, man. I mean, it's not, you can play anywhere and you know, he can, he can, he can, he could play in at 290 and, and play it as fast as you need him to play it. Um, uh, that guy's a football player, man. He could probably play Mike backer for us. Uh, so you'll see him and you'll see us use him in a lot of ways, especially now that he's, he's got a year under his belt and, and he gives us a lot of flexibility. Um, Obviously, T.J. Parker, what he did last year was pretty special uh, for a freshman. And um, but you know he's just he's just um, he's just a, an incredibly gifted, fast, explosive, strong, powerful football player. Um, and you know really understands the game. Played at the highest level. You know, seven A. Played in what five state championships in a row. I mean, the kids. He's just a. He's a he's a he's a winner. He he's a grinder. He's got the mindset that you want. Um, so all those things bode well for us. After the latest uh, round of off-season developments with college sports, where's your head today about where it's going to be in a couple, three, four more years? With you know, National Labor Relations Board giving a basketball program the right to unionize. More talk of pure pay for play. NIL actually fading away, but the athletes becoming employees of the schools, et cetera. I'm voting you for commissioner because you're going to figure it all out uh, for sure. I, I, I mean, figured it out. I'm wondering what you're thinking. Yeah, well, I'm just worried about practice today. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm focused on what I control, and and that is, you know, my, my effort, enthusiasm, and attitude to go coach and teach and lead today and inspire and motivate. That's what my focus is, all the rest of that stuff. It, nothing's changed for me. I mean, it's it's – There'll be more dominoes coming. You know what that looks like. I don't know, uh, but but for me, man, I'm still about um, you know leading these guys and and uh, trying to graduate these players, trying to develop them as men. You know, trying to make sure they have a good experience and trying to help them win a championship. And um, that's that's never going to change for me. Do you have a strong opinion on what they do with the early signing or with the signing periods? Uh, you know, I, yeah, there was a lot of talk. We had a lot of conversation about that at the coaches' convention, and, and I actually spoke on that some in our kind of 
private meetings there. Uh, but I didn't really care. I just wanted to move it up anywhere. I mean, I, I, whether it's first of December, middle of November, August 1st, I could care less. I just wanted to, I'm, I'm for anything earlier than the portal because I, I, I think it really hurts the high school kids. You know, um, I really do. And so I think it, it gives the high school an opportunity for those kids to be signed before the portal opens. Um, and, um, you know, I think that's a, I think it's a positive. I don't know, has that happened yet? I know there's been some talk about it, but, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. Come up though, and I know for me personally, the last couple of weeks from friends to co workers to complete strangers, they've said they should move the signing period up. And I go, You know who said that last year? Dabo Sweeney. He's been saying that. And you get a lot of flack for the comments that you make that get taken out of context, spread nationally from what you say in some of these press conferences. How much of that though is? conversations that you were having with coaches and you're just the one who's willing to say it in front of a microphone yeah um you know actually if you could probably go back about seven years uh before we ever even had an early signing period i was beating that horse and 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 talking about um you know i presented it at the afca coaches meetings i presented it to the acc you know and to get much traction i talked about why we needed an early signing period et cetera, et cetera, and you know I'm not looking for any credit for any of that stuff. I'm just glad it happened. Um, but as far as all the national stuff, I don't know. I just, I just. I, I mean, more of like how much of that is like you've been thinking on this and feeling this in your heart, and how much of it is you and other coaches that you know. This is a narrative that we just don't hear from other people, but it's conversations you guys as coaches have been having and fighting for behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. Um, Honestly, we're one of the few professions where I think the experts in the profession don't have any say. I, I, I don't know if that makes sense, you know, uh, like like um, if, if you get a toothache, you know, you go to the dentist, right, and you open your mouth, and if he says, dang, you got a root canal and you need it right now, well, what are you going to do, Corn Blue? You just drill. You, you go, a drill, baby. All right? like, you just like, what? Fix it, right? You don't know, right? You know, this is what they do, and you know we're the patient walking in. We're like, okay, if you if you go see the doctor, and then all of a sudden he goes, man, golly, you, man, you got we got to put a stent in you right now. Like you just kind of trust the experts and what they do, and and it's a really interesting phenomenon. I mean, honestly, because I mean I've been in college football since 1988. I mean I've been I've done it all. I've walked on. I've been a scholarship player. I've been a coach, GA, a coach. I've been a head coach. I, I've been with 18 to 23 year olds for 30 years. I've been one, I've raised three of them, and I've lived with them for 30 years. I've been doing life with this age group. I've got a lot of knowledge. You know, I got a PhD in 18 to 23 year olds. I do, but I got no say, you know, and, and we really don't. Coaches really have no, we have very little input. I mean, we get to talk a lot, we get to these – that's why I hate going to these meetings. I said this at the AFCA this year. I said, I don't even know why I come. I'm here because none of y'all going to talk bad about me. But hardly anybody goes. I think there was one SEC coach there, maybe two Big Ten. And hardly anybody there. I don't know, 133 Division I coaches, and we probably had 50 coaches. And I, I said that. I said, this is sad. But in their defense, they, they know it's a waste of time because we sit in there and we, we – moan and groan and we solve all the problems but we have no authority 
You know, it's a very – and it's not that people have bad intentions. They really don't. I mean, the people that are making all these decisions and creating laws, they don't have bad intentions. They're just not equipped to understand the consequences of decisions they make. They're just not. And so to answer your question, yes, five years ago, we sat in as coaches and, and not just the ACC, but the leagues, and we talk as coaches and we go, man, this is a problem. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to have tampering. We're gonna have a, and, it, and it's like this plays out like just it's the way you wrote it. But, you know, all you can do is just voice your opinion. We don't, we don't have any – we really don't. I mean, uh, so you get criticized a lot for um, speaking what you think is your truth and speaking what you think is, is um, you know, I mean, it's what you've been equipped. It's what you've learned. You know, I've spent my lifetime – you know, a part of this game and, and learning and, and watching. And, and um, so, you know, just it just kind of is what it is. You know, it's like we can all right now, I mean, all the adults can say, man, this thing, this train's fixing to just run off that bridge and it's going to crash and we don't do anything about it. And kind of like that movie with the fugitive, right? When, when it's going to go off and then now we got to go figure it out, right? All right, now what happened? How do we fix it? All right, who's the one-armed guy? All right, how do we fix it, right? And eventually it'll get there. So, again, maybe that's an answer to your question, too. Uh, sometimes bad things have to happen before things get better. And, um, unfortunately, that's probably where we are in college football right now. What I wanted to get to was, you know, you're on record as saying if you pay them like employees, I'm, I'm out of here. I'll go find something else to do. Yeah, I've always said I'm against the professionalization of college athletics. Well, we'll see. I think I think the worst thing, the best thing for coaches in the kind of the world we're in right now is for them to be employees. The worst thing is for them to be employees. Uh, that that ain't, that's not a world that we want for 18 year olds. I think we we've lost our way, and we need to. We we have to. I don't care what. It, look, I'm all for the NIL. I think NIL is awesome. Uh, I really am. I'm all for enhancing the scholarship however you want, but I also understand the reality that 98% of these kids aren't going to play in the NFL. We need to educate our young people in this society. Nobody talks about the value of an education anymore. It's $125,000 to $145,000 a year for every kid that comes to Clemson, every single year, football player. And that's thirty to forty-five thousand dollars in cash in hand, and everything that goes in, in in between it. And that's not even counting the NIL. So we've created great opportunity, and we should create more. I just want to see us incentivize education. I want to see us. I, I mean, there's so many things we could do. We could create 401ks, you know, like the real world, right? If you take your money out early, there's a penalty, you know. But these are 18-year-old kids leaving home for the first time in their life, and you know, we are. We're, we're, we're sometimes setting them up for failure. And uh, so, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, hopefully at some point we'll, we'll find a, a, a better place where we're not just firing 18-, 19-year-old kids because they, uh, you know, aren't quite as fast as we thought they would be, you know, uh, or they're a little homesick or whatever. Uh, so, you know, it's just there's a, there's a lot uh, that will come down the pipe, down the road, and, and – uh, you know, but I love what I do. I, I love the challenge of it. I love the I love the challenge of, of putting team together, and um, and just you know focusing on my guys, focusing on helping fulfill the purpose of this program, and really the purpose of my life. 
you know, which is to glorify God, to be a great husband and father, and to use this platform of education and football to build great men. That's my purpose. That's what I, that's what I do. That's what I wake up and do. That's what drives me. Now, the rest of it drives me. That's what's always driven me. And uh, none of that has changed. And I think there's a lot of uh, great things that will uh, eventually come about, you know. But uh, there will probably be some, some bad things happen along the way that we'll all learn from. And, and somewhere along the line, somebody will say, you know what, we've got we to be a little smarter in this area. How, how important is it that you get some competition at quarterback, and, and how realistic is that um, during this course of spring practice? Yeah, well, that's, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited about CV. You know, he, we signed him with the intention to redshirt him. That was part of what we sold him in the recruiting process. Hey, we're going to redshirt you. Cade's going to be a junior. You'll be a redshirt freshman. He was only 17 years old, so uh, he kind of he kind of bought into that plan, um, and then. Uh, you know, he got some reps, and, you know, you rep, but you get into camp, we were going to rep three quarterbacks. You know, you got Cade, you got Helms, you got Paul, you're trying to get ready to play. And so he didn't get a lot of reps. He got mostly mental reps. Uh, that's why I was really excited about what I was able to see in December. I was, I was able to see him um, uh, really, really show some, some, uh, some development. And so this is a big spring. So, yeah, I'd love to see some competition. Uh, absolutely. You want to see everybody go out there and compete. Uh, but the big thing is, is by the end of spring, man, you know, it's, it's his job, CV, to prove to us that, that he can win for us, uh, that he can compete with Kate. He can win games for Clemson. We need that from him. And then same thing with Trent. Uh, we need him to take another step. And, I, and we like our three guys. Uh, so... You know, it's, it's just a big spring for CV because now he's going to get all those two reps and he's going to be able to put all that mental work that he got in the fall, you know, with the physical work. And hopefully we'll, we'll like the result. But, you know, you can ask me again at the end of spring on kind of where we are and uh, I'll let you know. But, you know, right now going into it, we're excited about him, but I need to see it. You know, uh, there's no question about who our quarterback is or anything like that. I mean, we're, we're all in with Cade Klubnick. Uh, but I would love to see CV by the end of the spring. Everybody go, okay, yes, sir. That's that's what we that's what we recruited. That's what we expected to see at this point. So it's on him to to go do that. Uh, he'll probably lean up a little bit. You know, I mean, he's he's a he's a pretty lean dude. Uh, he don't you know we we track all that stuff all the time. You know, their their body composition and muscle mass and all that, but. Uh, it, you know, he'll, 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 he'll play at a lighter weight for sure uh, at end. This is going back a second, but you were reportedly contacted for the Bama job after Saban's retirement. Any comment on that situation at all? No, other than just, you know, I'm happy for Alabama. I love Alabama. I'll never change. And, and, uh, but I love Clemson, too. And I'm happy with my job. And I'm happy for Coach Saban. Had a great conversation with him. Um, and... What we talked about will stay between us, but, um, you know, that's just focused on what I'm doing. Linebacker, obviously, Barrett's played in the middle before, but plan to keep him at, at, at will. Yeah. And then what's kind of the plan at, at, at Mike? Uh, would ask. Yeah. yeah. Barrett, they'll both, they both can play Mike and Will, but, um, you know, starting out in our, in our nickel package, you'll have, you'll have uh, Barrett and, at will and you'll have would ask at Mike. That's kind of where it starts. And then if we get into um, – you know, a bunch of 12 personnel type teams where we need a big Sam, 
you know, Woodhouse would be kind of be our first big Sam. Kobe would probably slide in there right out of the gate, and you know, really love Kobe and and uh, McLeod and and his development, and you know, he, he's he's learned how to, you know, he's gained a lot of our confidence, and then we'll figure it out from there. You know, D's got to take another step. Jamal's got to take another step. These were true freshmen. Uh, D actually was able to redshirt. We actually able saved his redshirt. Uh, Jamal played. He was probably one of our top special teams guys, and then. Um, um, who am I forgetting? We got Drew is coming in in the summer. Uh, Cooper Taylor's coming in in the summer, and then obviously Sammy's here. So we'll we'll see where he is. He'll start out at Mike, and we'll try to let him see if we can see if we can make some progress in learning that this spring.